I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Laurie takes a beat as opposed to like lying on the beach and just swimming in things. It can be creative. I like to pretend that I'm being creative when I'm lying on the beach. Why? It makes me laugh. It makes me feel like I can change things. It means something different almost every day because I'm what you'd call a multimedia artist. Some days I'm working on music. Some days I'm working on animatronics or just fixing computers. That's one of the big new jobs that I've gotten as an artist. In terms of what it actually means, I don't really know. The most exciting art I see is things that redefine it. And you kind of go, is that art? I'm not sure. I like it when it's just not so clear if it's art or politics or something else i probably trust laughter more than anything that goes through my mind if i'm really am laughing i'm i'm thinking there's something here that is physical as well as mental and then she laughs proving my point the thing that lingered at least for me was the other part of her answer she makes things because it makes her feel like she can change things it's a world where we grapple all the time with our insignificance where things happen around us and to us being creative in whatever form is proof that we can leave an imprint on our surroundings that we can make a mark on time even her expansion of the definition of art into politics or something else stays faithful to this idea of creativity when we make something we make something different hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a sunday morning um and we have a very special guest in the house Mm -hmm. It's the homie Brandon Collins, who you guys may know from Medium Popcorn. You guys may know him also from Drunk Black History, because it's Black yes. History Month. Black History! Yes. What, what's going on, what's Brandon? Up? How y'all doing? Thank you for having me on the Lord's Day on mm-hmm. your blessed podcast. I appreciate it all the time. <laughs> also appreciate the fact that I didn't have to butcher any rap lyrics this episode. Uh, you, so you thank know, you very much for that, Rob. I guess that is a, a, a another benefit of us switching to the Reading Rainbow segment is that now people can come on and they don't have to feel intimidated of messing up some rap lyrics. So I'm glad that uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad that it helped out. Um, that excerpt I was reading is from Creative Quest, which is Quest Love's book that I just finished. Um, and uh, that 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 chapter is about like creativity and just like different forms it takes and that was an interview that he watched um on some german tv show um because <laughs> he's just always apparently he just watches a bunch of weird shit it's called why are you creative is the name of the show um okay. and it's a german director named herman vask and he asked a whole bunch of artists like why are you creative all that stuff and so um he was interviewing uh what's her name it's like laurie uh i don't want to fuck up her name um uh but yeah is she an actress uh no she's a um she's an artist uh, laurie anderson okay. yeah so he interviews laurie anderson to ask her like why are you creative and uh the thing that stuck out to me and i think it kind of goes a podcasting and what we do too is that you kind of do make something because in a way you do believe you can change the world a little bit you know like you make you make you're creating this thing that wasn't there before and hoping it goes out into the universe and to a certain extent you know while i might not expect a podcast to change the world or anything i do kind of want the world to experience something different than just you know every other podcast that was invented before mine and i think everyone that 
create something like whether it's a blog whether it's music whether it's comedy or whatever you're trying to put something out into the world in a way to change what's at least to change what's available to the people coming after you that want to hear that might want to hear what you have to say about shit rather than you know the last however many people i I just thought it was kind of dope and uh it kind of puts art in an optimistic point of view of you know because i frank i fa- I, I call myself a realist but i feel like <laughs> but i feel like you know make creating something and creating art is optimistic it is hopeful even if uh you know even if you don't think of it that way because why like you're you because if not you wouldn't create anything you'd be like well fuck it Definitely. this is the way shit is so i you know I, I appreciated that perspective yeah and i think when you're optimistic like that and like you just make art to like you know express yourself but also to like engage with people that like maybe are you know feel like they don't have a voice or um want to hear you need take on something i think that that's where you find success like you may not be driving towards like financial success or anything like that but it, it just comes because that's something that you're that's where your gift is as like a podcaster as an artist um whereas these days like this is kind of the reason why like i've been stepping back from stand-up comedy like uh the homie jl and i were talking about this yesterday there's a lot of white comedians these days that are like you know the industry didn't give me nothing so i did it by myself and it's like but motherfucker you on the comedy central youtube <laughs> right page like what are you talking about like you got back you like you're rep by william morris what are you talking about like so it's just like this weird like you know white comedians that are kind of like in this weird haze where they're like, you know, I'm trying to put this content out because, you know, people should just want it. It's like, no, but you should like really care about what you're putting out there and feel like you're changing the world. Like you're not just talking about fucking baskets at what, you know, whole foods or like how your mama won't give you money. anymore. Right. Like That's not important. Yeah. No Karen, one cares about that. Karen, were you about to say something? I about to say, you know, and when it comes to creating things, I, it varies from person to person. I know for me, I haven't done it in a long time, but uh, Roger had bought me a sewing machine many, many years ago. Oh. And with the sewing machine, it was my quote-unquote creative spot. And when I mean my creative spot, when you are creative and you actually get in your quote-unquote, I know for me in my creative zone, it was a place of freedom. Like I can't speak for anybody else. It was a place where my mind could just go free and any and everything that hit it, I could exercise it in that zone. Mm-hmm. Even if it didn't make sense, even if I didn't have all the pieces, <laughs> I could kind of throw it out there and see where it went. And sometimes it was shitty and sometimes it was bad, but it allowed me to grow. And the thing about being a creative, being a creative, you have to allow yourself to fail but kind of piggyback on what Brandon said, everybody wants to come out perfect and nobody wants to fail. But that's not a part of being a creative. Creatives have to yep. fail. And the thing about failing is sometimes we talk about how creatives were before their time. Because you have some people, they think so far out that they fail at their time. And then years later, people go, oh, that was good. But that person had to put it out there in order for somebody else to see it later on to be like this isn't as bad as people thought it was yeah and with something like with something like sewing you could like the optimism in that and you're exploring your creativity and also like if you give it to somebody the change you're putting in the world might just be how they feel about it like oh man you made me the sweater or whatever like that like that might be the change that feeling that you're giving somebody that's kind of an intangible thing and then go piggybacking on what brandon said um I was thinking how even with him doing drunk black history even with him doing um 
uh niggas spoiling movies medium popcorn that's essentially putting you're you're really putting out something into the world in hopes of changing that conversation or providing like another perspective that people typically wouldn't get you know so it's been it's been crazy and i I gotta like attribute a lot of this to you guys like for supporting us like supporting every project i've been doing like especially media popcorn because you know like you know talking about failure like the thing is like with media popcorn like what Kara's talking about i just say whatever as if you can't tell that when you listen to that (laughs) um but i remember like I was really down when we got like a lot of negative response about the Ghostbusters episode, right? Cause it was mm. like, I effed up on the booking side. Uh, we effed up on like not really controlling our guests, like and not telling them what the show was. And so I remember Ryan, you hit me up and I was like, yo, this is like really bothered me. Like, Hey man, don't take down the episode. Like it happens sometimes. Just like keep going. And I think that that's also like made me realize that people care enough about the show to get mad at us about when we did fuck up. Mm-hmm. And for me, that there's a lot of value in that. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just it's just crazy where we're at now. Like we had a Rod Tomatoes rep who has to listen to our episodes mm-hmm. to transcribe them for the website, and he literally emailed me the other day because he's listened to some backlog episodes, yeah. and he he wrote an email that just said this quote from the episode. It just says, "Open your balls and put on your talls." Yeah, well, you know what's wild about that too is because uh, Karen brought up failure, and uh, failure is a part of uh, creativity. It's an essential mm-hmm. part because yes, if you don't fail, then you really don't have like this balance. And then the other thing Quest writes about, and I'll read this another time because I definitely saved this shit. But he talks about how failure is freeing. It is. He was like, because failure mm-hmm. helps you go back to the drawing board. It also gives you like motivation to continue. And it also helps you get back to yourself. Because one thing people don't talk about with success is that you kind of become an amalgamation of all these people's thoughts and opinions about you. Like, like you're all these different people's versions of who they think you are because they've all kind of adopted you into them, into them, right? But nobody really wants to be a part of failure. Right? right so so when an artist fails they go back to being kanye west you know what i mean like before that it's like kanye is representing for me and the, this is and i was hey you know i wore polos in college too and i dropped out you know and it, but then when he starts having whack albums it's like you know kanye tripping i don't know what the fuck this nigga doing and that's kind of but that's kind of a freedom that he gained from that from getting to be himself again um so i thought that was kind of a deep uh way to look at it and of course you know the motivation to want to be successful again can push you as well so um yeah oh and also i think for me when it comes to creativity one thing i love about it is that it's a blank slate which means you're actually like right like y'all said taking nothing and making something you can make it any color you want you can do anything you want if you can imagine it it can happen and most adults once they become adults they get out of that spot in their life you know children children can take anything and make a toy like like children's imaginations are like crazy wild most adults imaginations are not because as they get older they shut that shit down because they think it's childish that you get into the world a lot of it's beaten stripped out of them and their surroundings and shit like that or people not actually believing and pushing their dreams for various different reasons sometimes valid sometimes it's for protection i understand that and but the the downside is that a lot of people like these hit kid shows that people like parents are like oh my gosh this this song is driving me fucking crazy 
an adult had to create that no children is creating these shit an adult had to create it so to get into then they had to tap into their childhood to be like hey these are this is shit that children like like all this shit your baby sings and bops and dops to an adult had to get into that creative spot and i think that a lot of adults don't they don't, like you said, they don't respect creativity because me, right? Talked about this before. There's no quote unquote price tag you can put on creativity. But I know if you work eight hours a day and do a PTS report, I know how much to pay you. I, you know, there's certain things where if you do these things, it's, it's, it's a, this equals this. But with creativity, there's no dollar sign to it. I, well, they, you know what's interesting though? It, it's about how you define creativity. Correct. Because if you're thinking of creativity as art, then maybe there isn't as much respect for it until, you know, typically there's there's tremendous respect once somebody comes along and co-signs it and it's successful, right? Like, like you know, you're not going to find too many people that are like, Radiohead, fuck them. Like, now they're, they're so successful that they have passed that point. But like that starting point when you're a child. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> listen. I'm not kid A, I was like, kid what? I don't know. Teach his own. Some, some computer, dirty computer, filthy computer. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but, uh, when, whenever, uh, you start out, right? It, shit, in stand up, when it's a bringer show, when you're, uh, trying to, like, go to open mics, there's a lot less respect for what the fuck you're doing. And mm-hmm. I, and honestly, you're starting out normally and you're trying to get good. But then there's also a point where, you are getting kind of good but maybe you don't have to respect your peers so you are still doing the open mics you are still doing the smaller shows you are still doing bringer shit and you may have been getting good it's gonna take that cosign it's gonna take that thing right and so in this case creativity also applies to like the people who made alexa the, mm-hmm. people, the people who made siri right someone had to think of that shit all the shit that happens mm-hmm. on your iphone that at one point a, a cell phone was a brick you know what Come i mean on. so like everyone mm-hmm. had to think of this shit we respect that kind of creativity because there's money attached to it right so so like when there's profitability attached to creativity it's easy to be like oh yeah 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 fucking uh the guy uh steve jobs is a fucking genius you know what i mean because yeah. all this it also money. makes life easier too like we also right. respect creativity that can it like makes us more convenient yes a- right. absolutely so i think i think yeah it definitely it definitely like can be it's weird to to push those urges out of a child knowing that once it's out in the world how many creative people do we ultimately respect and maybe to a certain extent deify you know for their creativity and the fact that they looked at this thing differently or they did this show in a way no one had done it before they made all this fucking money we we fucking we're all running around like beyonce's the greatest but you know what if she would have had parents that was like girl you can sing on the side but what you need to be doing is getting these grades up we would have we would have been robbed of a Beyonce possibly so. Um, <laughs> I mean, she clearly not a, never got her grades up. I mean, I love yeah. Beyonce to death, but there's a reason why she don't do too many interviews. <laughs> oh, 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 I disagree, disagree, uh, guys. The views of Brandon Collins is not representative wait, 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 of the Blackout this. Tips. Uh, this, you guys, medium popcorn and drunk black history are two two very problematic shows that we no longer associate with as of right now uh, well it's been fun brandon thank you for coming man was, uh, good catching oh okay okay he's back he's back uh we, we got the connection back guys i don't know what was happening um yeah but remember this- beyonce is candy man though yeah. that is a theory that i support <laughs> that would be dope um uh so all right guys we're um 
we're you know the blackout test finds on itunes stitcher Potomac, all that shit um leave us feedback leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher uh we appreciate those we read them if they're nice on the uh on the feedback show every saturday the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport what about a bullet ball extreme um and like i said today's guest is brandon collins um what's going on with drunk black history man it's black history month which is one of my favorite months of the year Every month is is Black History Month, though. Come on through. Let's be real. Uh, but it's a show that Gordon Baker Bowen and I started last year. Uh, uh, we both had kind of a similar idea, and so we just kind of like teamed up because we really enjoyed um, working together on Media Popcorn when Justin was away in Finland, like you know, raising his kid. And so uh, we we filmed some few videos. And then we uh, we had a live show in Long Island City at this place called Creek in the Cave, which is also where Tatiana and I got married. It's like a small, um, you know, performance space in Long Island City. It was dope. And, you know, we, we, we were just experimenting. We didn't know if anyone was going to come out to this thing. It was a packed house. And we're like, oh, shit, this actually might be something. So then we did a Juneteenth episode, um, a Juneteenth showcase in June, and that was packed out on a Wednesday night. Like, people wore suits. Like, we were at, we had so much fun. Everyone got really, really drunk, which was crazy. Um, and it was just a lot of fun, so we're just gonna keep doing it. We did want to do, like, more shows throughout the year, so we were thinking about doing, like, a a Halloween one where we talked about the horrors of Jim Crow, but then mm. we thought that might be too intense. Yeah, yeah, it might Even be. with some alcohol, maybe some weed. Right. So we're like, let's, let's revisit this once we had to figure out the formula and we were uh, <laughs> going to do a Kwanzaa one, but then like that was going to be too close to Christmas, February. So we're right. like, we're, we're going to space them out, make sure the shows are at high quality. And that's what this new one is at Kabia on the Lower East Side. We're essentially trying to tackle all the boroughs in New York. So like we, the first one was in Queens. The second one was in Brooklyn. This one's in Manhattan. Our, our dream one for Juneteenth would be in Harlem. Of course, the Apollo Theater has like side theaters that we really want to try to like get into. So we're like mm. aiming for that in June. Um, for Kwanzaa, we would probably do like, uh, either the Bronx or God forbid Staten Island, but we have to do it. Um, but that's like our goal is to do it at every borough in New York City and then eventually start branching out and do it in different states and stuff. And when is, uh, when is the next one? Like what time? Saturday, February 29th, uh, Lower East Side, uh, caveat 21A Clinton Street. You can get tickets at AmericanCollins.com. All right. Cool, man. Um, it's going to be so dope so what's with your uh like one thing i I did wanted to uh kind of to ask you is have y'all considered making it like a podcast as well or something you know to go along with that aspect of it for people that might not be there live but want to hear like what it's about and then also for people that want to attend like the next one they kind of know what they're getting into yeah we we, we've been thinking about that a lot we're just gonna see like we kind of just focusing on this show right now and like we still got another video uh with the homie jim search that's gonna come out within the next week or so where he talks about ice tea and the legacy of ice tea and so um between like the videos and the live show like we are planning on doing some kind of podcast but everything i do like has to be like i have a very high standard now after you know comedy outliers and not being popcorn um, by the way, Medium Popcorn, we're getting a new uh, mixer that's going to have a lot of sound drops. And that's no. going to get, the show's about to get really crazy. It's going to get fucking we, we know that feeling. Um, we played with us when we first yeah. got it. We was putting all the <laughs> fart sounds out there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're, we're, it's definitely in the cards. It's just like, you know, making sure that we have a good plan, making sure we book like the right guests and that we talk about a lot of people that, uh, we, we think people need to hear about in history. Um, as well as like just balancing that out with like our day jobs as well as like other projects we have going on but it's definitely in the works 
well i hope i hope it continues to be successful man because I, I think one we just did a show at the library uh in charlotte where we talked mm-hmm. about black history yeah, that congrats. was fun thank you um and it was uh it was a good time and also just talking about uh like black history in general is like really important um and it's also like kind of interesting because a lot of shit you just don't learn in school you know like it's very sanitized when in school is very much like and then the negroes let everyone beat them and uh they were happy slaves. they were happy slaves and shit like that and then like and then you kind of need a outside of school uh type of education or else you grow up thinking that black history is just pain suffering there's nothing nobody fought back yeah there's nothing and there's nothing inspirational about it and i think it, it kind of ends up with generations of people yeah that are like scared of black history or mm-hmm. like they think they think it's like terrible and boring and or it's the same 13 people over and over that was me or we or we just don't know our own history like right. that's like for me like being like growing up in ann arbor michigan like i was one out like maybe three black kids in like my grade and i i actually had a whole linkedin post about this yesterday um because our show got featured like as one of the best shows to go see in new york city mm. for uh black history month and I was like, yo, all they talked about was either Rosa, Martin, Malcolm, and randomly Prince sometimes. Like, right. that would be it. <laughs> right. And it's like, but it would only be for, like, a few days. It wouldn't even be for a whole damn month. It would just mm-hmm. be like, now let's go back and talk about some random Roman time shit. It's like, what? Like, yeah, it was just, like it's, it's almost like you know, it, teachers it, would skip over, like, that part of history because they didn't know how to talk about positive stuff. And they, they would only talk about the oppression in jail and things like that. They'd be like, um, it's Black History Month, so that means we need Black History book reports or whatever. And then think about it. That means you really don't learn black history. You're learning the book reports, which you're getting like maybe a week of book reports or something. So they really reduced 28 days down to like five right right off the bat because they're like we're not teaching this every day but we're gonna have you guys read about it and come in and tell everybody else about it and essentially we our work is done here we'll show a couple replays of eyes on the prize or something and then uh you guys have a good day and also um maybe this is just me a lot of that is laziness we actually don't want to do the work so we actually going to push the work on the children mm-hmm. because we know like children are actually going to limit their studying like you you let a child pick a child is gonna be like well, what is the easiest shit i could possibly do right versus an adult is like hey i'm gonna show y'all yes it was quote-unquote sad but sadness is a part of life like children are not stupid you can actually talk and and express yourself to children in a way where children can pick up but most adults don't know how to deal with it so it's like well they're teachers they know how to do it they just do it for the other stuff I'm, 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 i mean you know what i mean i mean it's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the thing where a lot of particularly white teachers don't know how to actually and some black teachers don't know how to talk about race period right so when we i don't yeah. know how to talk about race period i'm not gonna touch black history because you right. have to get into racism like like, like mm-hmm. that's the part i'm talking about you have to get yeah. in it so i don't want to touch it at all so what i'll do is that i'll skip the part where i'm supposed to do my job and i'll push it and i allocate right. that off to the children right this is i think this what frustrates me oh sir i was just gonna say it's just interesting because like none of them niggas was alive for like the revolutionary war but they don't you know they're they have no problem transporting us back in time and telling us about all the great causes and shit and the boston tea party and when i you know uh columbus sailing to america they don't mind telling us about that shit but it's like they clam up they get a little tight they get a little harder to it's a little harder to explain when it's like and columbus was chopping off indigenous people's hands it's like uh well we uh we don't remember that part uh anyway 1492 uh so uh, i'm sorry brandon what were you gonna say 
No, I was just going to say, I think that's what frustrates me um, about, like, corporate America. I think that if you look at, like, a lot of companies during this month, they'll always get, like, a random black speaker to come to the company and talk about, you know, what black folks are doing in their industry. Or, like, even for myself, my company tries to get me to do, like, random events, mm. like, during this month. And I'm like, we don't do any of this stuff at all throughout the year, nor, nor do y'all really invest in diversity and inclusion. So Mm-mm. I'm going to pass on that one. Like, and I think the the lack of awareness is what frustrates me sometimes. Like, mm. but you know, you guys talked about teachers being like kind of aware, but you know, it's it's crazy the kind of ignorance that a lot of people have. And these are people that are so called liberals that are like, you know, I'm fighting for the cause. It's like, no, because you're just offending me more and more. Right. Yeah. Right. And also, it's one of those things too where once you quote unquote get into the workforce most jobs either do what your job doing or we just work like we don't talk about but february is like a blip on the radar february is like the rest of the year we don't talk about anything black we don't do anything like we don't even quote unquote acknowledge it because the thing is once you start acknowledging it all of a sudden you will have a lot of these white people that are uncomfortable just come out the woodworks even though you're trying to teach everybody they would actually complain and shit like that so they was like before we deal with the hurt white feelings of us talking about anything outside of whiteness we'll just say fuck it we're not talking about none of you yeah that's a lot of tokenism you know because you know a lot of times like brandon said this is the only time you're bringing someone black in to speak about anything let alone race and why would that only be relegated to one one day out of one year out of one month you know like uh in the shortest month right this is this is wild that 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 that's something that um is so normalized uh all right let's get into uh some of these hot topics guys all right the news has been happening um uh apparently snoop dogg uh apologized to gail uh now he apologized before but this time he apologized uh again because the first apology wasn't really an apology it was really just him being like hey don't kill her what i look like say kill this woman um (laughs) Which, hey don't kill her that's my apology yeah you're like uh, i know I'm, i said we're gonna see you in the streets and called you uh, out your name i'm not gonna apologize for calling you a dog-headed bitch or anything like that but i will say i don't want her to die because you know then I, I'll have to go on trial for murder again and uh i don't <laughs> not a big fan of, of double murder double homicide trial no yo oprah came out he was like yo i don't want that smoke yeah i heard yeah, a lot of people was like i've heard it both ways where people was like yeah he had to apologize because like oprah said he had to apologize and then i've heard people be like well when the fuck has anyone ever had to apologize to a black woman in order to keep their career and i don't know which to believe because i kind of do feel like oprah is big enough that is that you can't just be like yeah and ignore her yeah that he could have just kept mm-hmm. riding on that shit i feel like oprah over don't count as just your quote-unquote normal black woman for you to be you know going against her within the industry i feel like Oprah can shut your shit down like i was looking at tv the other day and i saw snoop dogg in like a doritos commercial i was like yeah this nigga had to apologize because there's no way doritos want to be associated with that shit and you know over right. over yeah. good enough to organize some people and be like nah we calling all the sponsors ring, ring, doritos yeah. bh1 yeah. bh1 take down that martha stewart snoop show right come on martha stewart be cooking in my kitchen come on martha stewart's like look i i know what it's like to be a convicted villain i mean um sorry felon, v- felon my fault i said villain felon <laughs> convicted villain. well he is a convicted what is he going villain. to arkham <laughs> my bad snoop dogg is a convicted villain though after you said that shit <laughs> my bad here's a clip of him apologizing um wait is it gonna play now 
it was it's like it was starting to play um damn i really want to play this because this is the best like snoop dogg never looks more like an old ass uncle than on these phones so with that being said gail king i publicly tore you down by coming at you in a derogatory manner based off of emotions and me being angry at questions that you asked um overreacted i should have handled it way different than that uh, i was raised way better than that so i would like to apologize to you publicly for the language that i used and calling you out of your name and just being disrespectful i didn't mean for it to be like that i was just expressing myself for a friend that wasn't here to defend himself um a lot of people look up to me and they love me and they appreciate me so i want to let them know that anytime you know it's okay to fix it it's okay to man up and say that you wrong i apologize hopefully we can sit down and talk privately have a good day okay so just talk privately after after all this cool you know no problem gail king <laughs> did accept the apology by the way um uh, for everybody um worried about that uh it was funny because um i've watched people go back and forth over this shit where it went from like gail king need to apologize for asking that fucked up question and then snoop dogg went too far and it was like snoop dogg need to apologize to gail king and then he did and then it was like gail king need to apologize for asking that fucked up question still uh and i wouldn't accept snoop's apology and all this shit and then she accepted the apology it's like all these agendas are all over the place but um no one's gonna be happy no matter yeah. what the outcome is people are always going to have something to complain about and i think that's the, the bullshit that we're just in for some reason in society like no one you can't appease anybody right. and there's no one's going to have universal appeal anymore Correct. like even birds of prey great movie people still like ah oh, but you know it didn't have this character or this art from the comic books like what did you expect it's just a fun movie just go and have fun right she nothing has to have an agenda all the time she said i accept the apology and understand the raw emotions caused by this tragic loss as a journalist it is sometimes challenging to balance doing my job with the emotions and feelings during difficult times i don't always get it perfect but i'm constantly striving to do it with compassion and integrity um one of the things i find interesting though in all this at no point people really gonna do anything to snoop dogg Mm-mm. like there was no real threat to him other than oprah being like dog what the fuck are you doing you got my friend hiring security and shit um and th- at that point people was like yeah snoop was tripping that that he took it too far you know but it's kind of funny because snoop would have been able to skate by in a to a certain extent with a lot of people that were offended by the gail king question yeah he wasn't the only one there's a, a huge mm-hmm. percentage of people out there that was like no she shouldn't answer she right ask. but i'm saying like for them to be so much about this is about um you know decorum this is about being polite asking the right questions it's about blah 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 for them to be that way what he did was very much not about decorum it was not about manners it was not about any of the (laughs) any of the shit they claimed gail king needed to live by right they were excusing snoop Dogg. well he was emotional you know he lost a friend all that shit so it's like that shit really only counted for that black woman that shit didn't count for nobody else about mm-hmm. needing to fall in line and act the right way and all this shit you know we we let a dude that essentially been calling women bitches and hoes his whole life call this woman a a, a, a bitch uh, it, it went yeah it's, it's fine you know so i thought that was interesting he had the same anger towards her that he did for bill o'reilly which was like fucking weird like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i think that that's like he probably had a bad batch of weed or something like that. He was all in his feelings. <laughs> um, 
Because he just didn't read the room right for, like, you know, the situation he put himself and Gail in. Well, you know what I think is funny is people were talking like Snoop before Snoop did that. And I just, I think think Snoop is just too big to do what a lot of these, you know, normal people, regular people were doing on Twitter and and all that shit. They were, they were saying a lot of the same shit about, Mm -hmm. you know, how, um, you know. But they're not losing no endorsements of what they're saying or threatened of losing endorsements. Yeah. I think Snoop was just too big to do what he probably saw everybody on Instagram doing. I mean, shit, if you're on Facebook, man, if you follow any of these news outlets, sometimes I do this just to see what the people are talking about and the comment section on the gail king shit is it was filthy yeah it was like it was a, a men and women by the way not just men versus women it was a lot of women also calling that woman out of her name accusing her of uh of of not caring about white men who uh commit sexual assault only caring about black men her oprah blah blah so like it was pretty bad man i you just don't know these days man like that's that's one i was glad to stay out of online um you guys remember the group 112 mm-hmm. <clears throat> tell me what you want to do mm-hmm. i saw the lyrics i know I, you know y'all know i'm not good with lyrics i don't want to keep butchering <laughs> my song was cupid i like that one yes mm. um but q the lead from 112 mm-hmm. uh he responds to mace and diddy conflict says i'm in the same boat so mace accused uh puff daddy of not uh sharing his loyalties or whatever like not letting them buy back his masters after all these years not even for two million dollars um and uh diddy had just did a, this long ass speech at the grammys demanding better treatment for black artists and so then q and mace was like we black artists and you gave us terrible treatment um so yeah he said he made a suggestion to young artists about signing contracts without full knowledge of what you're signing and even admitted that legally speaking diddy did nothing wrong in regards to signing 112 or mace because the contracts they signed were pretty standard in the industry back in the 90s but ultimately q wants out of his bad boy deal as well he's just opting to take a less public approach than mace so he's still in a bad boy deal at the artist's time. yeah i was just gonna say there's still bad boy deals i thought that shit closed up or got absorbed by something else damn mm. why is everyone coming out about contracts from 20 years ago like yo we all saw the tlc story none of y'all had good lawyers just like just deal with it at this point did he still gonna be dancing he like oh they filed another lawsuit okay he don't give a fuck he's in suits and running clothing lines in Ciroc. He's fine. Yeah, and also I think it's one of those days where in their minds you can't be a hypocrite. You can't put the camera in your face and talk about we all need to be taken care of. They were like, nigga, you didn't take care of us. But they was like, that's how the contract, they was like, we don't know how the contract was. You can still fix this if you choose to, but odds are he doesn't care. Yeah, that's, that's such a weird, um, that's such a weird fucking thing that's happening because it's like, I get. That's like Babs maybe, coming out. Say what? <laughs> That's like Babs from the band coming out, being like, "Right, no, we ain't have a good deal." It's like, yeah, you were forced to make an album in a week. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's no not going to be a good deal. deal. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird that it's that happening now. But I guess it's like that thing where, like, if you are a woman who was like sexually harassed by a movie star, and then you see him wearing a Me Too pendant at the Oscars, you gonna feel a certain that, way. That's when you're gonna be like, "Well, hold up now." 
and i think that's what happened with diddy he's out here giving a speech about treating artists fairly mm-hmm. and so then like all these artists are like wait a minute wait a minute i don't know about this shit 112 maze yeah they was like we were fine until you actually started talking about fair treatment yeah black rob came on stage was like whoa uh calm down uh that's not i want my deal looked at okay shine went to prison i mean i can see why these people feel a certain way um, prison became a muslim right yeah. i mean you know one thing i will give diddy though because a lot of people you know they talk bad about diddy but one thing i do have to give him credit for that dude has led a lot of people to find a religion okay mace craig mack shine like he uh mm-hmm. he really like after diddy do you wrong man you go find jesus or some <laughs> some 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 version of jesus or something like it's kind of amazing it's kind of uncanny um another thing that happened this week um you guys know jesse smollett is being um being uh indicted again mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. independent prosecutor they got him yeah so they talking about it on the real and um is back in the news amanda, guys. amanda seals has something to say Hold yesterday on, let me get to after it. an investigation oh, by special prosecutor dan webb Jesse was indicted by a grand jury on six felony charges, which include filing false police reports and staging a hate crime. This is now the second time that Jesse's been indicted. Last year, a grand jury indicted him on 16 counts. However, those charges ended up being dropped. And even though no new evidence has been presented in regards to Jesse's innocence, which he has always maintained. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times on the yes. show. Uh, Jesse will be arraigned on February 24th, you guys. And he faces up to three years in prison. If they convicted. Again, if convicted. <laughs> he going away. He going away for a while, y'all. Three years. Man, he, fuck, he fucked the wrong police, man. Yeah, they was like, you going to play. Yep, him. he going to be saying, you're so beautiful in the cafeteria all day. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. You think when they when they uh, put him in the room for interrogation, they was just like, tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> they be singing all his hits um but yeah um dropped the 16 charges and she's up for re-election in 30 days so i think this is more about her yeah i think this is more of a case between the county of cook and kim fox because they were pissed that those charges were dropped when she did drop the charges there was a lot of controversy and I agree. I think this is what it's coming down to. Kim Fox was like, yeah, and Jesse just has to be collateral damage. So then Amanda Seals, I'm trying to get to the part where she goes off about it. Um, cause it's kind of that Snoop Dogg thing where people might be agreeing one way or whatever, feeling a way, and then somebody always takes it too far. That's what happened here. Why aren't I they, um, why aren't they bringing charges against the, the two brothers? Well, I think the why aren't they bringing charges against all the white people that call the cops for BS every single day? <laughs> and there's that too. The whole issue. Every yeah. single day. Yes. So, the, it, 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 the only thing I just want to avoid is that this has to be laid to rest because we cannot put a culture out there. It becomes harder for us to believe victims that this has really that happened. Really happened. To. We tell- can't it's make it when that it's happens. It's yeah. not about, I'm telling y'all, this is Chicago politics is ruthless, okay? And this, I'm telling you, this is more about Kim Fox and that situation than Jesse. He's using Jesse as a scare. Come on, y'all. It was no victims. 
They can't really prove it. Thank you. Everything was even was if it was up. a hoax. Even if it was a hoax, this is really happening all the time. And even if it was a hoax for the sake of bringing attention to this, then I'm like, that's low key noble. Like I'm just no, I, I'm, baby. I'm, I'm <laughs> this is not noble. noble. There's nothing noble about this. He could have gave a speech. <laughs> it to be noble. Even low key noble. <laughs> that's some Terrence Howard. Talking point. Mm-mm. Hey, Cookie, Mm-mm. Cookie, come Mm-mm. here, come here. This is low key noble over here. She had to take it. She had to take it one step too far. Right. <laughs> she was getting all that applause. She got to it. Got to her head. She's like, you know, I'm gonna push a little bit more. Low key noble. That's what it was. He really a hero oh, for bringing attention to this shit with a fake hoax, dog. Yeah, I, I mean, like shit. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X doing it for the people. Right. Oh, like how far does this logic extend? What else can you falsely accuse somebody of? That's like saying the woman that uh accused somebody of sexual assault and it's, we find out it's not true. Well, it's kind of noble for her to bring attention mm-hmm. to sexual assault. I was like, nah, that's, I don't think so. I know we don't fuck with the cops like that, but right. this is a huge waste of resources, especially because of the fact that he was, he is famous. Right. Like, that's a huge waste of resources. And we still don't know why he necessarily did this shit. But if it's because, you know, if any of those rumors are true about, uh, wanting to hire profile or being written off of that show and stuff, that's terrible. And the whole, then remember how right after it happened he was going around being like i'm the gay tupac and shit like mm-hmm. dog yeah, that, that's a bad man. look like i don't know man this shit where you gotta be so woke you gotta be stupid for motherfuckers like that's not okay no that's not yeah. you know people was mad that folks made jokes about him like this shit is funny it is yeah i mean <laughs> he he said that this mega dudes in chi-town who knew him from empire like what are you talking about right at three in the morning at getting subway or whatever in the in fucking 10 degree weather like dog it was like at some point you either gotta laugh about it or you gotta just be like i'm willingly being stupid about this shit because I just don't get this reaction. And about us centering situations like this and wanting to make people have to pay. And it's like, Emmett Till's accuser was alive. Oh, no. I think she's still alive. Emmett Till gonna always be. He the go to, ain't it? <laughs> I know his family like, God damn, y'all like, come on. Anybody, anytime. Oh, so any- she's dead, right? Nah, she alive. She alive. Uh, she oh, I thought she it. like revealed everything on her deathbed. Nah, she revealed everything story. like two years ago, I think, and she still. Well, at that point, she was alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's, she's still alive. alive. Yeah, she wasn't like sick that or dying. Yeah, she compared this to Emmett Till. Dog, every Amanda being all the bullshit. Do you know how many men, black men, have done something and been Emmett Till in the wake of it? Like, it's so weird to think about everything we use that boy's name for. Lavar Ball was 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 telling a white a white woman to stay in your lane and yelling over her on tv and like charlamagne was like you know this is emmett till okay this is what happens when these white women be accusing black men i'm like emmett till emmett till was an innocent black kid who whistled at a white woman or whistled and they said it was about a white woman and they killed this motherfucker Mm -hmm. Dog, I don't think we can make everything Emmett Till. You can't no. be like, I was at Whole Foods and the person in line skipped me going in the line, Emmett Till. I'm calling Emmett Till on this. Like, nah. <laughs> like a big joker. Yeah, you can't just, like, we're, we're wasting the Emmett Till card, okay? Right. Good grief. Um, <laughs> let me finish this up. But yeah, because of Emmett Till. Guys, got yep. yes. And yes. this young man died and 
She announced that she was lying about it. They should have put the shackles on her that day. And she's walking around. So no one was hurt in this situation. Nobody. You know what they're mad about? Their time. Their resources being used. (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. Are we shitting on the idea of police resources and police time being misused? Like, so then are we even mad about the other people that are falsely accused people of shit? Because it started with why how come white people get to falsely accuse and waste mm-hmm. the police time and nothing happens to them it's like you know what that's a great point something should be happening to them yeah but i think nothing should be happening to black people who do it wait a minute mm-hmm. isn't it is it a bad or is it not bad oh man anyway she she just confused she got her grandmother's wallpaper on she don't know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i do uh, like some good curtains man anyway <laughs> She's a she's an amazing person. I was waiting for her to finally go. I gotta start watching the real again though. These these women are beautiful. Oh, that, I was gonna say I was really waiting for her to go. Um, Megan McCain on the show because I feel oh, yeah, like that's what they, over they got her there for these viral moments, mm-hmm. and I feel like this was the first moment that really went viral. The first with her. of many. No, and I think they'll continue to go so do so because it does, then also in the next part she said this is only happening to him because he's black and he's gay, and that's I'm like. I don't think that is the story like the cops went out and framed Jesse Smollett like framed him for framing himself like what is happening to reality in this situation like he did something that was actually kind of fucked up like that is it's okay now do I want to see him go to prison for it and shit not really but also I do understand why the cops would be mad not just Mm -hmm. on some because we hate black people Mm -hmm. and we hate gay people they might wasting our resources we could have took this effort and put it somewhere else yeah they might and not just that but he was in the papers and shit implying like they racist they don't want to fucking investigate this I, yeah, like they're corrupt all this stuff yeah, yeah. Like, he just fed into the issues that the community already has like it's just he just went too far and he's just gonna have to deal with this it's just yeah i, I mean i don't like i said i get why they don't want to drop it and i also get the whole idea of why like kim fox is like we should drop it because to me it is sunk cost right like you already wasted resources you're not gonna get them back by continuing to try to pursue this dude it's pretty much known in the public this motherfucker was lying that like what else can y'all get from this he know he ain't really gonna go to prison you know what i mean like he gonna get a good lawyer and shit so you know even if y'all get a conviction they gonna get you don't think he's gonna is get he, a good is he making that kind of money still i mean I empire's mean, out he ain't making royalties no more i know he didn't make that much from the alien movie like come on like what what does he really got uh he probably got enough that he doesn't need a public defender and that's yeah. all you really need he, to not somebody to a step above the public defender <laughs> yeah he will i don't think he's gonna go to prison dog mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying it's impossible but i would be shocked if he went to prison he may get something but you know house arrest you know something like yeah that. i think it's because also hey, in maybe he'll end up working at subway you know so he <laughs> and that might be part of the punishment he gonna do community service at subway mm-hmm. okay what about no one thinks about 3 a.m shift no one thinks about subway in this yo subway should make him the new spokesperson like this food good enough to get jared the juicy i leave my house at three in the morning to get subway that's how fucking good this shit is okay i took that sandwich with me i fake a crime to get in the subway um let's see what else is happening in the news guys uh you guys what know kind of sandwich you got 
I'm gonna go with uh, Meatball because that's Karen's favorite. That's my personal favorite. And three in the morning and ten degree weather, you need something hot. You need a hot sub. You're not leaving your yeah. house you need for a turkey club. Oven roasted chicken with some chipotle sauce. Yeah, yeah something exactly. like that. One of the warm ones. You need something that's gonna be like steams coming off of it as your friends are beating you up on the platform <laughs> in front of the camera. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> Can't be nothing cold out there. <laughs> Uh, open post. Eat fresh, nigga. Eat fresh and hot. They do breakfast too now. Who knows? You could have been doing breakfast. Uh, Maya apparently, uh, people were like, she put a post on Instagram with pictures of her and stuff. People was like, Maya got married, the singer. She got married over the weekend. Okay. But the picture of the groom wasn't there. So everybody's like, mm-hmm. wow, she really signed, she kept her man secret all these years. We've been thinking she was single. She's 40 years old now. She get married. Like, who is the dude? Who's the dude? Turns out Maya married herself. Brandon Collins. Yeah, she married <laughs> Brandon Collins, guys. That's what it is. Uh, Tati, there's some news if you're listening to this later. All right. Um, Try to break it to you. Uh, but yeah, she secretly married herself. Okay. We, we can agree that she's plumb crazy, right? You can't be Maya and like, there's no way no one on this God earth, like, will do anything to get with her um, and to give her everything she wants. Like, I know right now I would take out a loan. <laughs> to Maya. You know, I was big you want to know right now, how much y'all going to give me? To, to, but what's I interesting though, I can't this. even, I don't like, I can't say she's crazy necessarily. Cause I've never heard Maya talk about anything. I was just thinking about this oh, now. She's like in a blank slate. She just I, sings and just going about. She's on a VH1 show with uh, all the people on the boat with Lil Kim. Okay, so I and I and no clip is going viral of her saying some crazy shit. Like it's crazy. Like if you think about how long she's had a career, how much you know people worship her for her looks and and just ability to just uh, not age. It's wild that we don't have like any indication of her quote-unquote crazy you know what i mean like there's no thing that's happening where we're like yo remember when maya like i don't know poured grits on ja rule or some shit like we don't have I mean, no she did do that rugrat song with uh black street so that that could make that, anyone go crazy yeah i mean that was a dope song though it was <laughs> take me there i want i'm just trying to there. like give some yes. evidence rugrat the rugrat soundtracks don't sleep on it that was that was pop mm. that was, it was weird with mace uh, came out the little reptile tra- tra- toy and started rapping. I was like, "Oh, this got weird." Yeah, real quick. <laughs> and then and then and then Puff Daddy took all the money and left. He was like, "Bye." He's like, "Mason's like, where my money at, Puff?" Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's so people have been talking about the photo or whatever. But she posted on Instagram um, because uh, she married herself, I guess. Um, she said thank you for all the beautiful messages and happy v-day she captioned the image officially mrs lansky so is Maya's last name been lansky all this time yeah show you how much i know i didn't know that was her last name she then dropped a new song called the truth on friday the imagery featured the 40 year old singer marrying herself in an intimate ceremony oh so it's all promotion for a video uh maya who was born maya marie harrison has been linked to it to nfl star deshaun jackson and former nfl player larry johnson she hasn't dated anyone publicly since breaking up with rap with the rappers jay-z in the game damn that was a long time ago jesus many many years ago okay so it's all promotion for a song of her marrying herself what is the mrs lansky thing came from or is she thanking someone named mrs lansky the person took the picture or something i don't know what that means no anyway some serial shit 
yeah good luck man to her you know i figure if uh look if you want to marry yourself that's fine now what i think that changes for me though is if i was dating maya i would feel like there's no pressure to propose right Mm-hmm. I mean, look, no, you're already in a relationship, girl. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a mistress. I'm the sad piece. You technically cheating on yourself right now, okay? Now I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do about this, but you know, if you check your own phone. I think you're gonna see text messages from me. Um, a snake orgy prompts partial closure of a Florida city park. Oh, now we know why they had to get out of that, uh, that Garden of uh, Eden. Okay, ain't That's- that the plot of Anaconda too? I think so. <laughs> Wait, isn't that what they were like trying to get them all to procreate? How many snakes was in there? And how do you know it's an orgy going on? They just slithering on top okay, of each you, other. Okay, you know when an orgy's going on. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. hear the moans and the slitherings. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bunch of snakes. I think if you, what, I think no matter what the species is, if you walk in a room and there's an orgy going on, you gonna know when it's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it was pretty self-evident that uh the snake was was getting down you know they already kind of kind of you know slithery and and sexy and all that stuff so you know how we know that this is happening though the people that speak partial tongue they're the ones that are able to decipher all the sex (laughs) codes. that's a harry potter reference for (laughs) y'all yeah i'm a slytherin so that's that's how i roll i I know a lot about snakes oh they were slithering in a lot over there if you know what i'm saying you know what i mean yeah i think you know when you open up the door to the snake orgy and you hear This is Draco Malfoy's best favorite song. <laughs> when you walk, in, when you fall into that pit in uh, Temple of Doom, ah! and the snakes is down there, but they listening to this. <laughs> okay, like I think, uh, yeah. I think this might be a snake orgy. Sorry, y'all, wrong I, room. Wrong room. I, I need to leave. I meant to hit the door on the left. Stay. <laughs> hey, y'all know about Usher? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always got the body oil, so the snakes can just roll around them like a paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah and you're, you're gonna hear one going what's up man <laughs> the city of florida closed off a part of a park at the resident spot it does the snakes which had apparently gathered for their annual coupling it appears is it a coupling when there's dozens of snakes i think that's more than a coupling. yeah that's more than a coupling mm-hmm. this is a swingers club after a while right uh it appears that they have congregated for marrying ma- mating says about say marrying i didn't know they did that too no they're not maya at the beach okay was maya there <laughs> right. <laughs> the city of lakeland parks and recreational department said on facebook with a photo of one of the serpents seen in the park just one of the serpents i mean y'all didn't give us none I mean, of that sweet sweet snake orgy action i mean y'all caught him out there with his pants down i don't understand how do you know what's happening with just one go to snake.com and they uh he's like oh you caught me with my dick out what it would it would have been so funny though if the park was actually uh fucking universal studios and the harry potter world like man they took this really far right right (laughs) i'll say this guys uh they don't spare any expense on the uh the snake budget (laughs) the officials on thursday sealed off an area with the amorous reptiles had to gather for their pre-valentine's day tryst with caution tape this is for the protection of the public and the snakes they are non-venomous and generally not aggressive as long as people do not disturb them once the mating is over they should go their separate ways wow that's really sad that they don't stick around and hang it's out it's like snake tender it's fine 
okay well you know what i just how, how do they, i just they, think the problem with a lot of these snakes is that we don't have snake fathers in the family so oh. i hate to see that they go in their separate ways <laughs> <laughs> how do they let everybody know where to spot at do you send the flare up do you i mean like how did how does everybody know this is the spot we're gonna meet up at maybe they got a snake version of tinder or something snake out there. gps i mean y'all you mm-hmm. let me know snake facebook group snake group. i don't know um it's called slender yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh the uh the slip- snakesmeetup.com yeah. oh that's a good one <laughs> that's fun <laughs> uh black snake moan is what we're here <laughs> that's a good one too christina richie in the middle of it <laughs> oh uh the slippery customers have were identified as harmless uh native florida water snakes they're generally found resting in tree limbs over water or basking on shorelines what? they are an important part of the ecosystem and should not be disturbed the department said um so yeah there you guys go um yeah they put they said resident tim newberry whose facebook photos of snakes in the park alerted city authorities because he's a freak he told the news he saw about 25 that day he just be going to the park filming snake orgies and shit word yo (laughs) he's just an innocent bystander just watching the shit he took a picture in the brass like you will creep right he had his hand in his pants. That's the part. They didn't say. They didn't tell you the part where he had his hands in his shorts. Okay, they didn't want to tell you that. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine you getting there. You got one, two, three. Hey, why does door keep opening? What's happening over there? He's over there eating a eating a fucking uh, McChicken and sitting on the park filming snakes. Oh God, look at that! You're like, one. sir, what's your name? It's like Voldemort. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Uh, Ronan, Ronan, Ronan. Man, she constricting the shit out of this nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, What's wrong with you? Let's move into our other segments, guys. Okay, I think that's all the that's all the pertinent news. That's really. Oh wait, I did forget about this because I don't really care that much. But um, apparently Bloomberg is uh moving up in the polls and shit, and he got new ads. Mm-hmm. One of his ads I saw it today. It, it looked like Barack Obama is endorsing him when it's just. Uh, him and Barack Obama worked together on gun control. Like he was one of the he was one of the few Republicans that crossed the aisle to like try to get something done for gun control. And so he make he cut the ad that makes it look like Barack Obama and him is real tight. You said Didn't there just come out some news that he was talking shit about Obama, saying that he's the reason why we're so divided because yep. of his presidency? Yep. Like I hate everything that this dude's doing and it's working though. Yeah. That's what's terrifying me. It's like he it's it's legit showing how gullible like audiences are to just like believe what they see in the ad and be like, Oh, he's not that bad. Ah, I would consider voting for him. It's like, yeah. no, read. Yeah, me and Roger was talking Roger brought this up the uh, yesterday and I do believe this. I think that black people are like, Fuck Trump. Oh, you fucking you say fuck Trump too. We are in agreement, like that that's cool. But also, as wild as it may sound, I think that a lot of people are which we know this, they aren't um civically aware so new york city and the state of new york m- most everything happened is kind of public but i'm amazed at how many people don't know or either they just don't care i think more people just don't care i and also i think it's a shock that so many white people are, are shocked about the stop and frisk shit because you're like oh y'all just didn't care like this this nigga been on this shit forever didn't impact them. well i also think that um the his ads i don't know if you guys have seen it. these ads are really good mm-hmm 
like i like you know i hate to give credit to the man but these fucking ads like whoever he got chopped he got he got bars sermon to europe for a reason yeah Yeah. he has a really good marketing team and he got bars dog like he be talking cash shit about trump like if you and we know black people disproportionately hate trump like more than any other thing reason they want to vote in 2020 is fuck trump and so if you give me an ad with a motherfucker being like dog fuck trump and here's a bunch of black people around me and also don't forget i fuck trump i'm actually in rich this nigga ain't shit so like uh, i think a lot of people that appeals to them but then more so than that um these people that are supporting him aren't necessarily internet aware they're not right, internet savvy. Right. they're not on social media and so i keep seeing everyone share all this shit on social media facebook and twitter i'm like the people that are being influenced by television ads right they're not seeing your tweets no they're not so so unless somebody like else the choir most people know unless somebody else is gonna spend some money saying mike bloomberg is lying this nigga is actually for stopping frisk and blah blah and it's gonna take like a tom steyer or uh elizabeth warren or bernie sanders or somebody like that who most of them are spending their campaign money on saying why they would be the best presidential candidate correct so they're not spending money to be like fuck mike bloomberg so uh yeah i do think that a large part of this goes to his ads and then the fact that you know you can be woke as fuck on twitter but if you don't reach people outside of that who, who gives a matter. fuck? Can I ask y'all a question? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've actually been curious to, to hear y'all's thought on this. Um, and forgive me if you've already talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But given the fact that so many black people, so many Hispanic people, so many people of color as well as women are like, we need anyone but Trump, right? So mm-hmm. I'm expecting turnout to be historic mm-hmm. in November, right? Historic. But you know they're also going to try to oppress people at the polls. They're going to try to negate a lot of people to cancel stuff out. Now, let's say whoever the Democratic nominee does win, right? Do y'all legit think Trump is going to leave? That, he, that he's losing or winning? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, So let's say the De- whoever the Democratic nominee is mm-hmm. goes against Trump and wins the election, both popular vote and electoral college. Do you think Trump is going to still leave? No. I genuinely don't think that they're prepared for him to say, I'm not leaving. The whole thing was rigged. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going, even if it came out on both sides, electoral college and popular vote, he wouldn't leave. If it comes out one or the other, he won't leave. I genuinely think we're going to get to a place in, in November where everything falls apart because he's going to be like, fuck it. I'm not leaving. And, and I agree. And the reason why I agree because every fucking thing he has done has said a, 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 it has broken the standard norm. It's like, we don't do this. He was like, fuck it. Yeah, we do now. We don't do this. Like, all his shit is we don't do this. He's like, fuck it. We do it now. You know, they continually made exceptions, and nobody in his own party has actually reined him in and be like, you are out of goddamn control. Nobody. So nobody's going to go in and arrest him and pull him out of office because that would make the country look fucking terrible. He's going to stay in office. He's going to say, I won no matter what happens. He's going to claim it's all bogus. He's going to sue. They're going to fight him tooth and nail. It's going to be one of them things where I'll duck aside. He might have to die, quote unquote, before we fucking get him out of office because he's like, I will never leave. Y'all have given me power. I can do what the fuck I want to do. Why would I give up this much power? Why would I give up an open pocketbook? Because at the end of the day, he's driving our country into debt and deficit. Like, it's it's fucking ridiculous how much we owe. And nobody gives a fuck about it. And so, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I could see him fighting his tooth and nail and be like, I won. And his fucking 
ignorant fucking stupid ass voters will be like yeah he won you know the man won it's it's gonna be fucking chaos yeah i i personally don't know I, and I, I don't like predicting shit when it comes to him because mm. he's unpredictable and that's the point so i don't know I, I, I shit i'm not even sure he's losing so like that too i, I that don't too. i don't fucking know what'll happen um with all this like voter suppression and the only people working on it are stacy abrams and barack obama um and all the other people are just too busy running for president to fucking do anything on the ground in their own states uh i'm not 100 percent sure the motherfucker gonna lose the the general the the election in first in the first place if he does lose then we'll get to that i'm not sure he's even gonna do debates with people mm-hmm. like everyone I, keeps I talking about he gets swamped in the first debate he's gonna he's gonna say i'm not doing it anymore and everyone I, keeps I didn't saying think if he gets embarrassed he won't yeah and up. everyone keeps saying like it's about who can stand on the debate stage and do blah 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 i'm like guys guys i hate to tell you guys this no one can stand on that debate stage and just quote unquote beat him on a fair level because he's not gonna play fair like right this is assumption that that he's gonna like go by the general rules of decorum for a debate and shit he's just gonna make jokes and pick on the people for an hour right and then and the people that fucking love him will be like oh my god he's so he oh he owned the libs tonight and the people that fucking love the democrats are gonna shit on whoever was on that stage because that's what we do like they're they're never gonna be like you know what equally um we support our candidate as much as they support trump like no they're gonna be people like well if he would have said this why didn't they bring up that how can he let them say blah 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 and not think uh so if you even get a debate there's no there's no assurance that any single candidate can win a debate quote unquote because you're not playing in the typical terms he's playing reality show rules on these motherfuckers right and in my personal opinion uh, a debate is fucking comedy hour for him yeah like, it is literally mm-hmm. i get up here and tell all the jokes and joke about everything i can get somebody to pull up on you like that's what it's gonna be and hillary you can't did, have a debate with somebody like that hillary did i think two debates with him maybe three but i think it was two three three okay three. so she did three debates you look at the coverage at the debates and the standard they held her to and the standard they held him to are not even no they're i don't not. know why mm-hmm. anyone expects that not to happen this time i don't give a fuck if it's joe biden i don't care if it's bernie sanders i don't care if it's elizabeth warren if y'all think the media is gonna be like well this time we're gonna get it right in 2020 Mm-mm. you're tripping they're gonna hold the standard of like well bernie didn't know this specific policy took place in 1994 not 1995 and for trump they're gonna be like he didn't shit on himself guys so uh clearly he became president tonight tonight is the day donald trump became president not of the united states of the world guys and i just got i gotta give him his credit where it's due like that's what they're gonna do they're gonna find like the two times he didn't lie and be like he had a point when he brought up that he has freed three black people and i think people are just ignoring that blah blah blah. they're gonna do that so i'm just prepared for all that shit and trying not to engage motherfuckers on this shit nope all right let's get to our games guys all right i feel like that already counts as round one uh because <laughs> i'm definitely a hundred fucked with but let's do fucking black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fucked with and we'll side point scores of zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's get into it guys the first article social media wants to know what kind of mess is this harriet tubman card oh no 
one united bank the united states largest black owned bank is catching a lot of heat over their new visa debit card featuring harry tubman now as i'm looking at the card um it is a picture of harriet tubman doing what appears to be the wakanda salute wakanda forever yeah mm-hmm. now the bank says that's not what it is they say that that is actually the symbol for love in the american sign language um thing so they say that's not what it is it could be both yeah why well, i mean why not both yeah just a good marketing just make it both uh although most people seem to think tubman is throwing the kind of salute made famous by blockbuster hit black panther according to the bank is it's a sign or gesture for love uh of course a lot of people didn't believe there um didn't believe that um so they weren't buying it uh the bank's motives probably came from a good place and the execution let's just say harry tubman is probably rolling over in grave that's what people are saying all right so karen zero to a hundred for me personally yeah for you personally I mean, no for all the I blacks ha- i mean i hate to you know be anti-black but i'm actually not fucked with um <laughs> okay all right no problem what about you uh brandon uh i'm gonna say 25 it's kind of weird and someone in the chat just wrote like why was she doing sign language yeah that, that that's kind of like confusing um but if y'all see the harriet movie i mean technically in that movie they posited that she has superpowers so i could see her doing wakanda forever because she's uh you know with the child so 25 yeah i give it uh 25 for the lie like i like i'm not really bothered by the card i'm not even really bothered by i mean once i found out it was a black bank i really didn't give a fuck to be honest i was like okay put 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 a bunch of them up put marvin Gaye on the card who cares um but uh i am bothered by the fact that they lied it was like yeah it's american sign language like no it's not nigga that's wakanda forever y'all had this shit in the works for like they probably had this shit in the works for like a couple of years like remember when black panther came out and how it dominated everything until everybody got sick of it where it was like three or four months later they were doing the bet awards and they had like 12 black black panther jokes and everybody was like god damn enough with this movie so i think they just misjudged it they thought that it was still popping in 2020 and it's not but i just wish they wouldn't have lied about it uh black model refuses to wear racist monkey ears and lips at a fashion show oh a hundred the hell fuck is this an african-american model at a fashion institute of technology runway show said she was pressured to wear bizarre racist accessory like monkey ears and oversized lips i stood there almost ready to break down telling the staff that i felt incredibly uncomfortable with having to wear these pieces and they and that they're they were clearly racist said amy lefevre 25 i was told that it was fine to feel uncomfortable for only 45 seconds oh because that's how long it takes to walk the runway um it's Le- very quick <laughs> listen guys yeah, it's very quick but we're talking really less of, less than a minute of you looking like a racist like a racist caricature i don't know what the problem is yeah it's gonna be more than 45 seconds of people have with their fucking comments right lefevre who was has been modeling for four years and appeared on more than two dozen catwalks says she is no stranger to industry industry bigotry but had never experienced anything as bad as the fit fashion uh, event february 7th 
oh during black history month jesus mm-hmm. this would have been worse than that white boy winning that dunk contest last night <laughs> <laughs> i was li- i was literally shaking i could not control my emotions my whole body was shaking i've never felt like that in my life she said people are struggling too much in 2020 for the promoters not to have verified uh vetted and cleared the accessories for the show lefevre ultimately walked the runway but without wearing the ears and red synthetic lips which came from a sex toy uh she stormed out of the event immediately afterwards who what kind of sex has these kind of ears though right and lips like the lips i understand i've seen blow up dolls uh Mm -hmm. but the ears whose fetish is that um it's very strange (laughs) yeah and big and the ears are like black y'all and i don't mean like black like dark skin or brown no, they're jet black it like doesn't even make sense yeah it's like mickey mouse ears correct yeah uh she uh the show during the new york fashion week was staged in manhattan's pier 59 studios and was designed to showcase the work of the 10 alumni from fitz inaugural master of the fine arts class in fashion design um yeah this is crazy uh directed by john kyle farmer a professor and chair of the new mfa fashion design and produced by richard thorne creative director of british fashion production company names ldn so some movers and shakers involved in this one and they show a picture of someone not black wearing it and it still and looks she looks up. ridiculous that's it looks terrible stupid. that's that's fucking crazy who's what kind of person has this kind of idea anyway zero to a hundred Oh, 100 all right brandon 100 yeah i gotta get this one 100 as well this is terrible and i mean it's it's also terrible because i don't think they were trying to necessarily be racist Mm-mm. i legit think they just didn't even think about the idea of like what would this even look like on a black person correct but that's the that's that's what they think people don't understand that, that fucks with us as black people so much is that we have to constantly think for other people mm-hmm. because they're just not even considering shit like that because mm-hmm. they probably genuinely didn't think that it's gonna be offensive and they're like seeing this reaction they don't know how to process it they need to know while we're struggling with it and then hope that maybe they have enough empathy to be like you know what you don't have to do this yeah to get your money we're still gonna pay you what have you I'm sure they were like, well, we're not going to pay you, but we understand if you want to leave. That That's like the fucked up things that they put people on, the positions they put people on. Yeah, even like that's one of the things that's funny when people are like, they need to hire a diversity person. I'm always like, well, one, they need to listen to a diversity person. Like, Correct. It's not one, just hiring them. It's like put mm-hmm. them in a place where where when they say something, everybody kind of perks up and listens to them. What's the point when you're going to fucking dismiss them anyway? Then go, well, stop. the black person agreed and the black person was like, I actually didn't agree. Y'all outvoted me and then the, the other part of it is that you're essentially saying we'll hire a black per- <clears throat> black person but then their entire job is to rein in our whiteness you right know? so it's like who the fuck wants that stressful ass job of guys guys i called you guys as mean because we can't put monkey lips on a black person and right. monkey ears so it's just gonna look bad wow are you sure i mean we really already bought the monkey lips and ears like yeah we can't do that uh just it's gonna be a marketing nightmare i'm trying to yeah. tell you it's gonna look real racist all right guys meeting adjourned yeah. we know y'all care about money i'm letting you know this will affect the money 
uh tyler the creator may have nabbed his first golden gramophone at the grammys on sunday night but he's juggling pretty mixed feelings about the achievement the 28 year old artist had a momentous night at the award show winning best rap album for igor after taking the stage for a captivating energetic performance and he used his backstage interview as an opportunity to call out the recording economy unfair voting process mm. i'm half and half on it tyler said of his initial reaction of scoring his first ever grammy on one side i'm very grateful that what i made could be acknowledged in a world like this but also it sucks that whatever we and i mean guys that look like me do anything that's genre bending they always put it in rap or urban category the earthquake songwriter continue i don't like that urban word it's just a politically correct way to say the n-word to me when i hear that i'm just like why can't we be in pop although tyler added that his rap nomination felt like a backhanded compliment he reiterated that he's still very grateful to be recognized and celebrated regardless of the fact that he's in a whole different world than what a lot of people are listening to uh that album was flames and i do understand Mm -hmm. what he's saying uh when it comes to the quote-unquote the word urban Not, not, not that it's you know equates to nigger but it's one of those things where they go well we don't know what to do with you you're black or urban Mm-hmm. you'd be like well i actually finished some of these other categories too y'all but they don't give a fuck about that yeah i, I feel you too because i think urban is definitely something that means black in everywhere except uh urban outfitters for Come some on. reason that's the one place <laughs> where well they do appropriate a lot of urban mm-hmm. but urban that... uh style you know yeah. what i mean it's like a lot of white kids that's what they wear a fucking uh doughboy t-shirts out and i'm like mm. do you know who that is it's like ice cube i'm like ice cube playing who like what do you mean yeah they definitely don't outfit the urbans but they will put us on a shirt um but um y'all do feel them though because it's something that people do with these white award shows Mm -hmm. they kind of relegate you to a subcategory and it's a catch-22 because in the one hand if it wasn't for those categories black people really wouldn't get any awards but at the same time it's like that's that gives them that excuse to not promote you and elevate you to that next level and recognize your talent it's like no 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 these are white awards so i hope you weren't thinking you were getting album of the year that's crazy now you can get Mm -hmm. urban album of the year sure no problem that's that's your award you know and it happens with uh with uh all the white award shows you know the oscars the emmys yeah everything like the oscars has that uh category of like best foreign language film or whatever it's called something best international film or something now but but yeah they that's the that used to be the place they put everything that they were like oh this is a great movie but i hope you didn't think you were getting considered for an actual oscar mm-hmm. oscar right you know yep. until parasite i think parasite's the first ever film mm-hmm. yep. um to win from that category or something like that maybe maybe roma won too i can't remember if roma won but roma didn't win best picture though okay there you go so yeah that that's it's the, the first, first international time. film to win best picture like that right that's crazy you know what i mean because essentially you've been saying the rest of the entire fucking world that is not speaking english uh have never had the best film in the world right the rest of the entire fucking world every year <laughs> it's like no 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 here's your five movies that we call good here's the one that we will consider the best and uh all right guys go back have a nice flight yeah. uh anyways well, zero I think that's oh what, go ahead brandon i was gonna say i think that's why a lot of these award shows are losing their relevancy that's why some of them are having the lowest ratings ever because right. they're just not inclusive they're not representing people anymore even like as the country becomes more and more diverse they're just not catering to that that's why the oscars 
I just watched the highlights. I didn't like, it was the first time I never, like, I never like actually watched the telecast mm-hmm. from front to back because I'm like, there was way too much diverse, you know, selections this year. And when you have a word Academy members openly telling Hollywood reporter, yeah, I didn't watch everything. I just still vote though. It's like, that should be illegal. Mm-hmm. You should not be allowed to vote for any categories, nominations, nothing. If you have not seen every movie, it can prove that you've seen every movie to be considered. That's when I was like, oh, this is all bullshit, especially with the what's your name from the Grammys coming out about, you know, the, the corruption in that industry. It's it's all fucking crazy. I agree. Can't complain enough. Okay. Zero to a hundred though. I need these ratings. Karen. A hundred. A hundred for Karen. Brandon. I'm going to say 90 because we're talking about Grammys, but if it was movies, I would say a hundred. Uh, okay, well, that's still a hundred. We only do intervals of twenty-five. And hey, listen, listen, don't you don't, don't deny me, Rod. And a hundred for me as well. This is guys. my show now. <laughs> you taking it over? I'm the captain. Look at me. Uh, I give it a hundred as well, guys. It's pretty terrible. All right, let's move into uh our last game that we're gonna play. A little bit of guess the race. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read all these different from all over the globe and we try to guess the race of the people involved. And of course, everyone playing is racist. Today, we have contestant Karen. And we have Brandon, and of course the chat room plays along. All right, guys, let's get some give races real quick. Um, <laughs> a grandma getaway yeah, driver. Get a grandma getaway driver runs over and kills accomplice in a U-Haul on a high-speed chase. Shit! A Houston grandmother has run over and killed one of her accomplices with a U-Haul truck while acting as a getaway driver in a high-speed chase after a burglary. The incident, the incident occurred early Tuesday morning when Dewana Corstera Thomas, a 54-year-old grandmother of seven, pulled up to Sunny's Food Mart in Houston with three accomplices in the truck. This is like a, this could be a movie, like a grandma mm-hmm. heist. Uh, the three Tyler men. Player, Tyler Perry plays the grandma. Yes, of course. And Ooh. I want bad wigs on everyone. Yep. We film it in three days. Uh, the three men she was driving then jumped out of the U-Haul and broke into the store by using bolt cutters to cut out the locks while Thomas acted as a getaway driver by waiting outside while the men burglarized the inside of Sunny's food mart. While inside the store, surveillance footage shows the suspects stealing beer, t-shirts, and smoking paraphernalia. They also tried to break into the ATM inside with bolt cutters, but failed before making off with their loot. An off-duty officer who happened to be at the scene witnessed the burglary and called officers for support as a high-speed chase began. The chase was 25 miles and lasted 26 minutes. Damn, that's a mile a minute. She was moving. Mm-hmm. At one point, the chase during the chase on the suspect moving vehicle but was arrested by some pursuing officers but when the second man tried to do the same thing oh you know what that means she was the one like i ain't going to prison and they was like stop the goddamn car she was like no you're gonna have to jump bitches right (laughs) don't make me get the popping caps up in here you Uh, ain't gonna take me alive (laughs) (laughs) you better put your right hand over your eye (laughs) what (laughs) but when tuck and roll tuck and roll 
but when the uh the second man tried to do the same thing he fell off the u-haul while clinging to the passenger side mirror and he ended up being ran over and killed and when he went under the rear passenger side tire of the truck oh yeah <laughs> this is nothing set it off for old people <laughs> she really threw him under the bus <laughs> why, why want to stop okay <laughs> i don't even think i got it to stop i think i just turned the volume down i don't know what happened with spotify on that one uh but yeah um he ran under the tire and died he fell off and this caused a complainant to fall and become run over by the passenger side rear tires resulting in the death of the complainant thomas allegedly has a lengthy criminal history including charges of robbery auto theft and drug convictions oh it's all starting to make sense now isn't it uh she's <laughs> they thought they was getting a grandma getaway driver she turned out to be the, the hardest thug in the crew come on <laughs> start revealing her like, are you little niggas down for this because <laughs> i ain't going back ain't yeah, going i'm not back. going to jail again they, they try to take my leg they looked over she got prison tats and shit where the hell these come from they've been there the whole time sit your bitch ass down jeremy we going i've been covering them up with makeup what if she was still talking like a grandma though that'd be fucking hilarious sit your bitch ass down baby okay we just here take one of these Werther's originals and chew on just suck on that for a little bit y'all want some sugar plums before we get to going <laughs> rick probably packed their lunches and shit rich around and give me that ak-47 baby it's, ah! over, it's, it's over there in the back by the drugs can you give me that blanket from the back it cold up in here <laughs> Granny I'm gonna, got the cold legs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn on the heat, okay? I know it's, I know we doing, we doing 80 in the school zone, but I'm gonna just turn on the heat. Is anybody else chilly in here? <laughs> uh, uh, one point, yeah, so they jumped out. He fell off and died. Thomas allegedly has a lengthy criminal record, da da da. Police also believe the grandmother was either drunk or high during the criminal activity. God damn! <laughs> Thomas had her first court appearance on Tuesday evening and could be seen wiping away tears as she stood before the judge. During oh, she turned back into an old lady again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) During the hearing, the public defender asked for sixty thousand dollars bond for the felony murder charge and forty thousand for the second charge. The judge ended up settling on seventy five thousand dollars for each charge. She was also charged with aggravated assault against a public servant after she allegedly struck a police car with the truck while a police officer was inside well she uh didn't want it to be no mysteries i guess mm-hmm. uh all right well um wait I'm, this article didn't have a picture of her i thought it did but let me uh see if i can google a picture of her real quick okay what's her name again her name is uh diwana corstera thomas <laughs> black i'm going black karen's going with black i'm gonna see if i can okay uh what about you uh brandon she gangsta black gangsta black let's check the chat room and see what they believe um uh goya granny hispanic a 54 year old great grandma black (laughs) black black medea extra black seven grandkids at 54 tyler perry presents medea goes on a ratchet tearing heist black social security don't pay shit black how do you spell diwana uh it's spelled D I W 
a n n a and then her middle name is corstera c-o-r-s-t-e-r-a and then thomas so um back to the guesses black her grandkids call her mama and think her, their mama is their auntie oh the correct answer is black you most of you got it right uh some of you did get it wrong though uh let me see if i can bring her picture up for you guys uh to see um man she was a real one though she, she was like yeah she's smoking weed and running people yeah i ain't never going back to jail <laughs> fuck this shit um that's her getting they got her getting out of the car is it showing up yet Ooh. it's coming oh no oh no yeah that's them pulling her out the car cops Let almost look amused this is your oscar right here girl yes leslie come get it okay they could get leslie to do this and it's a drama that could be a awards contender that's true that's a crazy story if they do it and it's a comedy i'm going i'm definitely going to see it though oh yeah i'm here for the comedy yeah she looked real sad that uh things went the way they did um man she gonna jail forever uh you tell me i hit little richie when i pulled back the car (laughs) i was just having a little do to do big mama slow down Oh. <laughs> Imagine that was his last word. <laughs> Big Mama, no! And that was it. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, let's go to the next one, guys. Police capture alleged lingerie thief. Uh, Texas lingerie enthusiast, all facing a felony robbery charge, was arrested yesterday and charged with swiping 21 teddies anal bees lubricant and a pair of heels from an adult boutique in houston and a partridge in a pear tree what the hell is this police charged jaquan thompson 23 with that he boosted the items during a grab and run incident monday evening at cat's boutique which advertised itself as your premier destination for fashion fantasy and fun uh thompson allegedly apparently this is not cat daddy boutiques thompson allegedly took the lingerie and other items from the checkout counter and bought it from the store with the hot merchandise value at eleven hundred dollars thompson also accused uh is accused of stealing one fireman pump from the adult store through though a criminal complaint sadly offers no further description of what that device is fireman we know what that device is is. a penis pump that's my assumption yeah that's what it sounds like uh thompson you want the dick of a fireman we got the fireman pump thompson was subsequently (laughs) what the hell does that mean fireman won't be the only thing sliding down poles tonight come on you want you want to shoot like a fireman we got you covered Mm -hmm. hose everybody down Uh, Thompson was subsequently collared by Harris County Sheriff's Office deputies who booked him into jail on a misdemeanor theft count. Some of the recovered teddies are seen in the above photo. Uh, citing a spate of recent cases, a magistrate judge yesterday declined to set bond for Thompson, who had, who was arrested June 2019 on a felony robbery with bodily injury charge during the alleged commission of that crime for which Thompson was free on $20,000 bond. He struck the victim, cops said. Uh, his rap should include includes prior convic- convictions for criminal trespass unauthorized use of a vehicle evading arrest theft auto burglary and criminal mischief 
all right guys guess the race of jaquan thompson i'm going black okay yeah i'm going he needs a lot of lube blood (laughs) (laughs) no i actually had a dude who came into when i was working at ricky's Mm -hmm. years ago i had a dude come in he bought seven containers of body lube and then just like paid for it and ran out. He didn't even need a bag. He just left. I was like, somebody definitely in trouble. What is Ricky's? What is Ricky's? Oh, Ricky's is like a, it's in New York City. It's like a, like a fashion thing. It's got like a lot of hair oh, products okay. and, and makeup. They usually have the Halloween store, mm. like in October and stuff like that. It's like all over the city. Wow. All right. Calls, uh, calls it Valentine's Day Black. <laughs> nigga shit, nigga shit, nigga, nigga, nigga shit. Uh, porch monkey preparing for Valentine's Day. Black, black, black. Trying to get Valentine's Day ready. Black. Only a nigga would do a smash and grabs in a sex store. Black. Freaky, uh, freaky nasty with ear pump. Air, wait, air, air pump dick. Black. Tar baby. Pose. Chocolate city. Black. The correct answer <laughs> is everyone got it right. He's black.com. What are you gonna do with 21 pieces of lingerie i don't know i feel like he was gonna try to resell it i mean that's the outfit for three weeks maybe he's gonna wear it yeah i mean didn't jody do that a baby boy yeah that's what i thought he was gonna be like riding around black women's jobs coming out on a lunch break or whatever with on a bicycle with a suitcase full of of lingerie like y'all need to get sex for y'all mm-hmm. man okay this 1100 dollars worth of lingerie right here i let it go for 20 now look, look at here girl this is egyptian cotton right here you need to put that on rub your nipples now i don't know who's gonna i don't know who's gonna buy it from a man with face tattoos but you don't know what the market is for lingerie okay apparently we don't uh all right let's go to the bonus round guys so far everybody's two for two except Woo! for like one person so hell yeah yeah let's see here um Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round of guess the race. So far, Karen and Brandon are two for two. But can they go three for three? Gonna try. Let's see. Everything's all on the line in the bonus round, guys. Uh, a New Jersey church secretary accused of paying for her wedding bills with 561 thousand dollars she embezzled that's a lot of money a financial secretary of a new jersey church is accused of embezzling more than five hundred thousand dollars in parish money to pay her personal bills including car loans and even her wedding uh tisha d smith de joseph 43 of willingboro was charged with 13 crimes including computer criminal activity tax fraud theft by deception second degree theft burlington county prosecutor scott kofina told newjersey.com in a news release kofina said smith to joseph allegedly stole five hundred sixty one thousand seven hundred and seventy one dollars over a five-year period until march 2019 when she was overseeing the finances for saint paul's baptist church in florence township how did no one notice the money was missing mm-hmm. uh the church secretary paid her bills including her own wedding 
with 561,000 she embezzled the cops say <laughs> according to the release smith did joseph use the money to pay car loans rent credit card expenses satellite television mobile phone bills hundreds of online purchases at her wedding at burlington county venue trust trust that's all i can say said st paul's pastor fred jackson we as christians like to believe we're trusted and we put our trust in other people and in god and sometimes that trust is misplaced smith that joseph filed a fraudulent income tax return in 2017 and did not file at all in 2014 2015 2016 and 2018 well got him yeah she like she got caught that fraudulent one probably would have been slipping if she would have been fine if she had not filed for years yeah yeah then i don't play with that tax money jackson says new policies are now in place to prevent a recurrence like what actually counting the money uh, that means somebody approving yeah. her somebody like hey you can't just approve it who was their accountant itch and our block like, what, they, <laughs> what were they doing <laughs> uh i think she was the accountant uh tysha d smith d joseph guess the race guys karen oh black karen's going with the black what about you brandon the joseph black i mean come on okay let's check the, the chat joseph? room uh the mary and the joseph apparently church uh can't get credit at david's bridal black black scamming for the lord black embezzled embezzled black china black china black negress got caught because the pastor discovered his take was liked black he's like you know i noticed my bmw payment was a little late this month i'm gonna need to look at these numbers uh done (laughs) fucking up with church's money black uh oh done fucked up with the church's money black black young black and fine enough to distract the deacons covered in scamming blood of jesus oh, black no. this is why the church's oh, air conditioner has been broke since the 1970s ah! black right she's handing out mlk fans and shit meanwhile she got ac in her house because she paying for it with the church mm-hmm. bills uh anyway you guys all said the same thing you guys all got it correct she's black congratulations on the perfect three for three y'all um and y'all did you go off the screen you went off oh the shit screen. what oh mm-hmm. okay hold on let me pause the recording uh, all right so um we're back sorry about that we had a little technical difficulties in the live chat um but you guys did get it correct that she uh that person was black so um and i'll put their picture up and this time hopefully my uh my chrome doesn't crash let's see yeah it was a cliff of cliffhanger for them they was like what happened yeah let's see if uh we can uh we can do this together uh with the church's uh secretary here oh wait what happened to our picture oh there we go okay um is it showing it's moving all right uh but yeah man oh yeah half yep. over half a million dollars Woo. mm-hmm now she was the only that's the only church where the secretary was balling more than the pastor come on like damn the secretary got a biz i know this church doing good uh all right y'all like, i tried to go in my pocketbook and get some money for my shoe shine <laughs> and i was down five dollars do you right. know anything about this dear joseph <laughs> nope uh by the way i gotta go i gotta uh, i gotta go and get my uh bins repaired uh sword ratchet this time guys <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
so our ratchetness is of course where we go around the globe finding articles to raise awareness of the violence and the chaos that swords cause mm-hmm. that goes often unnoticed in a time where we you know are trying to fight against guns and all kinds of stuff um in this case a man is accused of using a long sword in an armed robbery a 63 year old palm bay man is accused of using a long sword in an armed robbery back in october 2019 according to brevard county arrest affidavit eddie emmanuel st cloud guess the race white black oh black oh i got that wrong is facing charges of robbery with a deadly weapon and aggravated battery police say around 1 30 a.m when nothing good is happening outside a 48 year old <laughs> man told officers he was at a house and when he was attacked um the victim told police his wallet and phone was stolen from him during the investigation the at the palm bay er room police say the victim had multiple lacerations and bruises to his face and arms the victim told police he was driving home from downtown melbourne and a woman asked him if he could give her a ride home prostitution court records show the victim told police he asked the woman if he could use her bathroom once he drove her to the house the victim said three men were waiting for him outside of the restroom one of the men waiting for him was named Zoe. He was later identified as Eddie St. Cloud. St. Cloud was armed with a four foot long sword. The victim was told to take off his clothes and give the three men this money, according to the court records. He said the man took his phone as well as car keys. Investigators said one of the men took the chain from his wallet and wrapped it around their fist and hit the victim multiple times. The victim told what? investigators he was able to keep he was able to escape and get to the house of a neighbor during the attack the victim said st cloud held the sword to his neck as well as his chest this sounds like some prostitution gone wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> like you nigga was out here doing good samaritan shit at 1 30 in the morning taking women mm-hmm. to their house sound like you thought you was gonna get some and then you walked out and found out you got set up uh the well, vic- it sounds like justin back in the day he you know he used to walk around with a sword right yeah i know oh, I, no. you can kind of tell you know <laughs> You can always tell sword people, man. They got something about them that's just a little bit off. The victims they got the darkness in their eyes. Mm-hmm. The victim's Dodge Ram was also stolen. The vehicle was found at Castaway Point. Health officials told police the victim suffered a right orbital bone fracture and nasal bone fractures. Investigators went to the house of the attack and found the sword used in attacking the shed. A man at the house told police St. Cloud put the weapons in the shed. The man told police the victim owed St. Cloud one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, so this is a setup. Police said, <laughs> police said they also found the victim's clothes and there was a fair amount of blood on them. Damn. They set his ass up, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you owe Zoe some money, man. You need to go ahead and pay up for he Go ahead and pay Zoe. Set you up. Think you like Marion Barry. Think you about to get some. And then this nigga like, well, my 150, boy. Like, oh no. What's this? Put the sword down. Oh man. Well, listen, guys. Brandon, where can the people find you? And where can they check out Drunk Black History? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I already told the people when you want to hear a little hiatus, but y'all can follow me at American Collins on all social media platforms. Uh, you can come up to Drunk Black History on Saturday, February 29th at Caveat and Lower East Side, 21A Clinton Street, Saturday, February 29th, 9 p.m. Get tickets at AmericanCollins.com. And also check out my podcast, Medium Popcorn Niggas Spoiler Movies, with my friend Justin Brown, where we spoil movies every week. And if you sign up for Patreon, we spoil movies like every other day. So 
please sign up and uh yeah follow the podcast boom and that's how it's done y'all getting out of here perfectly at the two hour mark before we get cut off by crowdcast appreciate y'all appreciate you brandon we really thank you really uh thank rooting you so for much. you out there and shout out to gordon bacon bone uh t son we say hi until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.